if i start introducing this leader and if i am crisp i would need a minimum of a day to complete his introduction still let me give it a shot by highlighting at very high level aspects so that we can have this conversation 40 years of cross functional experience in office automation it it enabling services industry someone who set up the first american sdc in hyderabad in 1987 this is the leader who set up organizations like intergraph india deesha india adp india one of the founding leaders of hyderabad it industry recognized by everyone as a visionary and a thought leader he is passionate about creating the right life life balance strong believer in the internet of team normally referred to as a revolutionary for ground breaking approach to leadership and strategy he has received numerous recognitions by various renowned industry bodies and forums like the game changer ceo for the year 2013 the super boss of the year award in year 2014 in addition to senior leadership positions he has held part of his day job he has also contributed to various industry forums and associated with nascom hisia amcham etc some of the roles in the industry forums the first national chair of nascom gic council you know the past president of hisia the past president of hyderabad chapter of amcham it is our honor and of course a proud moment for us to introduce shakti sagar hello hi there welcome to the guiding voice podcast series the guiding voice for a better future This podcast is to help professional students, IT employees and entrepreneurs to shape their careers. Dear listeners, in every episode, we interact with industry experts or thought leaders or academicians or coaches across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help each one of our audience learn great things. Also, we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact about the IT world or technology towards the end. So stay tuned till the end. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Navin Samala and with my co-host Sudhakar Naganla. So folks, today we are going to discuss a topic 40 years of a professional journey. And we are pleased to welcome Shakti our show. We are humbled and honored to have Shakti on the Guiding Voice podcast series, The Guiding Voice to shape your careers. Thank you Navin and Sudhakar. Sudhakar, my god, I think what you just really said was real too much. I am not that for a person i'm just a simple guy i think it all that i achieved was truly because of all my colleagues it's just that a leader has to get the recognition and i was fortunate to get that recognition but truly that all that recognition is for every member who i was associated with so it's great to be there thank you for inviting me to share a few thoughts and look forward to the conversation thank you shakti again it is our honor to invite you 40 years of professional journey can we briefly talk about major milestones from your standpoint because we know all the great things that you have done in the last 40 years some of the major milestones in your career that would be of great help to our audience i think the first thing that comes to my mind is in 1983 when i moved from bombay to hyderabad to the head office of the company that i was working with there i met five, four other colleagues and we then formed a team of five and then went on to a, you know set up organizations in hyderabad like you mentioned intergraph in 1987 
D show in 96 and ADP in 1999. And I think all of them were really successful companies. I think we were very, very privileged to have got that opportunity. And we were known in the industry as five Pandavas or the five Musketeers because we moved together as a team. And the greatest was that each one of us was different and complemented and understood. And I think the best thing was about our value system. You know, we held the same values and same ethics. So it certainly helped. The second thing I would really look at is all through my 40 years of journey, I was lucky to be working with organizations to set it up from ground zero. I think very few would have this privilege, but I certainly had the privilege that every company that I was working with was from ground zero and building it up. And all of them were successful, not because of me, but because of the high caliber of talent that one was able to attract and work with it, which also helped me to learn a lot. The second thing I would really look at is that all through my journey, worked with five organizations, and I never interviewed with anyone except the first one, which was the erstwhile parent company of SCM. Subsequently, all the four companies, no formal interviews at all, which I think, again, does speak a little bit of what things are. The third thing, which I think is important as you grow through the career, being able to head various functions of an organization without having the requisite qualification. For example, the company that I was working with, we were assembling computers. And my background is a commerce background. So one day my leader said, the managing director said, Hey Shakti, how about looking after purchase? Now just imagine computers where you had to look at PCBs and resistors and capacitors. And I had no clue. But to me, keeping my career goals in mind, I said, fine, I'll pick it up. What is there? It's not, you know, nothing is impossible. And I will talk about the word impossible. I did that. Then there was a project management opportunity. Because we got a project from CMC in those days. We're looking to make the automation, you know, EPBX, automated EPBX, and a word processor, multilingual word processor. So say, will you project manage this? Believe me, I didn't know how to read the bill of material. You know, the guy, the project manager in CMC just gave me the file and said, here's the bill of material. And my leader said, okay, now you work out the quantity. And I didn't really know how to read it. It was only later... While going through it, when I, through iteration and making mistakes, I realized that the bill of material has a tree, sub-assemblies and assemblies and all that. So every time, whether it was, again, production of computers, I never said no to an opportunity. And that helped me in the long run because it helped me to really understand each function when I became a leader. You know, get the right perspective. Otherwise, you come with some theoretical knowledge and believe that's it. When you go through the practical and dirty your hands, that's when you know. So that, I think, was a great opportunity that came my way. So the other thing that I think is really being able to head various industry bodies. You know, like you mentioned, uh, right across. And again, it helped me to interact with a lot of leaders, a lot of peers, learn a lot of things. So somewhere down the line, that is where it was. I think we also, I would say, attributed or I would say worked with people to change this concept of employee, associate, and call them a family member. So I think over the 40 years, this is what some of the things that I've achieved, which has certainly helped and given me a lot of satisfaction. Wow, 40 years of amazing journey in quick summary. But Shakti, a couple of points that, you know, uh, I wanted to follow up. One, you talked about you being a commerce graduate and you come from commerce background. And for 40 years, you worked in pure play technology companies. 
it's yeah. you know you picked some of the examples like project managing something with cmc the parent company of hcl Uh, now i little interested or I, i i am on so there is sometimes there is this myth that you know education contributes to career growth and when you talk about education right education in that skill do you really believe that education is linked to career growth or you think with common sense also you can move forward with some background yeah so before that i'll let I'll just give you a little bit of trivia why I did commerce. The reason I did commerce is after my uh, schooling, I found that, you know, Shakespeare wasn't my friend. My chemical reactions were very poor. The only choice I had was commerce. So that's how I did commerce without any intentions of becoming a munshi in an organization. That wasn't my uh, thing. But I said, you have to do some graduation. So I chose to do commerce. But through my journey, I realized and this is my personal thing that education provides a basic foundation that is very very which is absolutely essential plus it gives you the f- opening of the door or starting of the journey of your corporate journey but post that it is again really your growth mainly depends on what you contribute how you upgrade your skills but more importantly spotting and seizing opportunities that come across the way. that is what really makes the difference education is important i don't say education is not important but beyond that it's really as you said common sense and being a keen observer and learning certainly helps fabulous so it's more about being a keen observer when seizing the opportunities that come your way and absolutely. willing to take risk kind of thing yeah absolutely that's what i actually did now we uh-huh. really look through my career never said no to anything wow <laughs> never said no i said come on if the organization if the leader feels that i could do it i should be able to do it that's very inspiring shakti now reflecting upon your 40 years of career journey yeah. can you name top 3 things that contributed to your career growth yeah. i think i followed some simple fundas <laughs> the first i never thought i worked for an organization to me it was working with the organization you know there's a big difference when you say i'm working with the organization then for you so that was my primary funda number 1 the second number funda i had was every organization that i was part working with i felt that organization i own it so yeah. as if my own equity was at stake therefore anything i did was as if it's my money in the company so that certainly again helped in whatever decisions or whatever actions for example i give you an example to prove this when i was the leader in bombay sales leader what i used to do with the team that on saturdays morning we would discuss the week went that went by and plan for the week ahead post lunch we would go out for lunch come back and wash our office clean our office completely all of us would roll up our trousers shirts and wash our office because monday morning when he came in we wanted to see a bright office and it was our own home after all we spent so many hours at our workplace we got to treat it like a home and that was something that which i practiced every time the other thing like i said being observant patient listener and a practical learner i didn't have anything else to really so these fundas always trying to because one of the things i realized that as leaders especially as leaders we don't listen to understand we listen to respond we always willing eager to respond before somebody we don't look at it to understand and that becomes a problem especially when you're trying to service a client as if you don't understand the client and don't listen to him carefully you'll miss what the client is trying to say the other fund i always had that every interaction 
must have some learning for everyone involved. An interaction is useless, a waste of time if there's no learning for me. So these four, five fundas I pro- followed all through my journey and certainly helped. So that is what I would think is an important thing. You asked for three. I'm sorry, I gave you five. <laughs> that's that's our um, luck. In fact, we got two as uh, bonus points, definitely. And this is simply mind blowing. Like someone treating the organization as working with the organization and rolling up your trousers, cleaning. I think this is something really fantastic. I can Wonderful. give you some more examples. Definitely, of yeah. How we were in the office automation industry, mm-hmm. and we used to participate in exhibition. Uh, so, and we would as leaders as a team go to the uh, venue and do the stall ourselves you know nail everything put the posters put everything and then quickly go shower wear our suits come back and present so there was no real thing about oh this job is not mine how can me as a leader how can i do this job no it was ours each one of us and that certainly had real luck the stuff we were placed in hyderabad our head office was hyderabad this thing was in bangalore we went to bangalore lugging those computers lugging those collaterals everything ourselves no no not saying oh we need an office assistant to know not at all and i'll tell you an incident we used to go to campus for recruitment and i would love to go to campus for recruitment not that i contribute a lot but just to observe less to learn i found that a leader who was with the part of the team didn't do wasn't lifting any of the material in fact he expected the hr team to be lifting and there were women colleagues and i said hey why what's the problem with you if i can lift and they can lift what's it's not demeaning come on let's work together and then after that it worked so once you start to do that then you find people for following it yeah i think these are all amazing jewels of wisdom i would say rather than talking as pearls of wisdom uh, definitely the more things that you share the merrier and our audience would love more of these kind of things so that they can enrich their careers and life so amazing amazing conversation so far shakti this brings me to my next question yeah when it comes to people right people are something the center of everything that you have that we have spoken so far and you have been one of the most respected leaders in the industry because of that people centricity and all so what are your tips around managing upwards downwards and also peers to me navin it doesn't really matter upward downwards or peers because everybody is an individual and therefore you must respect an individual irrespective of where they are and who they are mm-hmm. that's absolutely important because after all we are first and foremost human beings and whatever position whatever we do is secondary so primarily we must respect second i think you have to be open and honest because let's be clear everybody is intelligent and smart never ever believe you are the smartest kid in town or the smartest person in town everybody is smart it's going to be only temporarily that you may be able to take a little thing better off than somebody else but soon that person will realize so always be open and honest if you made a mistake admit it rather than trying to camouflage and build because somebody will someone will not tell you on your face but sure at the back saying sala he is trying to fool us he thinks you are dumb so be honest it helps it helps to build that culture of openness the next i would think is integrity you know which is a bigger problem today we, unfortunately we hear a lot of these issues on integrity and as a leader as a individual integrity has to be demonstrated there cannot be a situation where there is a question mark at the end of the day what i really truly believe is that they, whatever you do somebody will always try and put some motives behind so my thing is as long as your conscience is clear and you believe that there's nothing that you've done which goes against the principles of integrity then you don't have to worry but the key is 
having your conscience clear. That's really important. Like I said earlier, develop the habit to listen, then trying to jump to respond. Very often we make that mistake before listening, especially in our personal lives. Plus, I think the reason is because we want to be to show we are one up. We want to show we've got great grasping powers. But very often when you try to do that, there is a big possibility that you've committed a mistake. You've not actually responded to what the real thing is because the last sentence or the last word is what is the key word. But you've already made up your mind and you've closed your mind and therefore that becomes a different thing. So listen, be patient. Third thing I would say is constructive input. Don't believe, don't think you're the super person, you know everything, you're not Mr. Noah. If somebody is giving you constructive inputs, don't attribute it for reasons. Take it positively. As long as you've created that environment and you feel that individuals are giving you that input because you've allowed them to give them, you created that culture. If you created the culture, demonstrate that culture saying, yeah, there are times when it's happened that my idea was not as good as what another colleague's idea was. To say, yeah, your idea is better, let's go on. So do take that. Most important thing, the last thing I would say, do not let politics germ breathe. One of the biggest issues is when you let politics come into the organization. Don't let it breathe. It'll become a pandemic. Spot it quickly eradicate. Finally, we as human beings have this tendency when things don't go right for us, always blame others, blame the other one. Learn to self-introspect. Fortunately, I learned it very early in my life, uh, right at the very beginning. And I'll tell you how I learned it, thanks to my father. You know, I was started my career as a sales executive. In the office automation, they gave you good titles, but it was a glorified sales rep. It was a sales rep. So there was an opportunity, an opening for an assistant manager for the region in Bombay. And my sales figures were good. I applied and I said, among the team, my figures are damn good. So surely I will get the position. But when the result came out, I didn't get the promotion. My colleague got the promotion. And you know how we are. First reaction was anger. And the first thing, the next thing I said is, my leader is biased. Because the person, the colleague who got the promotion was a woman colleague. And said, oh, just because she was a woman, she got it. So, and that whole thing was, no, I'm going to quit this organization, blah, blah, blah. All that. You know, it's natural. When I went home, my dad looked and said, hey, what happened today? You're looking very shaken up. I said, you know, dad, I want to quit this organization. He said, what happened? Have a cup of coffee. And then he said, why do you say that your leader is why? Don't you think leader is also responsible for his success? Would he take somebody who's not fit to lead and promote? Have you looked at what values or what other aspects that woman colleague had, which you didn't have? You only went with your sales figures. But as a leader, there are other important aspects, which you were probably not able to demonstrate which she demonstrated. And this is just the start of your journey. And remember, there will be such things at every stage of your journey. So rather than blaming, learn to self-introspect and you'll go stronger. Don't quit because that's not going to get you anywhere. And I stayed on and next time I got it and there was the rest of the time. So that's an important thing. And lead by example, obviously. So these are things that I would talk about from a perspective of right across the board. Whether it's top, down, anywhere. I hope this makes sense. Absolutely, it does. Because you talked about the values that is respect integrity open and honest and you said the behaviors you know listen to understand than to respond you know have constructive input and feedback received input and feedback received ensure that there is no politics germs breathing in your area because it is going to pollute you as well if not today tomorrow and the self-introspect aspect rather than blaming others ensure that you have proper understanding and have a right mirror in front of you so the other thing that i'll talk about which you mentioned, I've been really, you know, we keep talking about work-life balance and I talk about life-life balance. To me, whatever you do, you must have passion. We are passionate about life and even whatever work we do to get our fires burning, you must have passion. Only if you have passion, 
then results will be different. So therefore, then that becomes life too. So to me, it's life-life balance, not work-life balance. And that is what I think we did, the organizations that we were part of. We made mistakes. Like I said, lead by example, we talked about one family, one blah, blah, blah. But I'll be honest to admit that when we built Intergraph, the building outside the old airport, our offices did not denote what we said. We said everybody's equal. But honestly, our offices did not denote that. The chair, the furniture showed exactly the size of the office of who you were in the organization. Mistake. We learned from this. Therefore, in D. Shaw, when we started, the first brief to our interior designers was create our offices in the center of our facility and completely glass. Because we said it's not the leaders that need to know what their colleagues are doing. The colleagues also need to know what leaders are doing. The second thing we said, the furniture will be the same for everyone. The chair has to be the same for everyone. This chair is a basic comfort for an individual. It has nothing to do with the title. So you have to have the same chair. And every time after all that, after that mistake we made in Intergram, we never did that mistake. So it's again leading, as you said, you heard our offices always were transparent. No Venetian brands, no blah, blah, blah. Because the colleagues need to know what you do. Not come once in a while, hey, what are you doing? How's the project going? Put your Venetian brands and watch cricket match. No, that's not done. And the real test is when you walk the corridors, like you said, I used to do that. How many people quickly change the screen? And I observed that, you know, that was to me a test. If they haven't changed the screen and are browsing something, it shows that they are stress-free. They're not, you haven't created that thing, oh my God, my MD is walking by. So, I think these things certainly help. I think these are like... Uh... Naveen mentioned these are not even pearls of wisdom, these are jewels of wisdom. And I know that our audience would love to hear more of this. So please keep uh, sharing the knowledge. It's it's the summary of 40 years, Shakti. So yeah. I'm sure our audience would love each, every bit of it. Yeah. So one more point I'll talk about, our leadership perspective. As I said, we were a team of five and each one had a different skill set. We complemented one another. And we so each one held a function, responsible for a function. But the confidence that we had, that in the absence of that individual, that colleague, if somebody else took a decision, there's never a doubt that what was the motive for that decision. You know? It came to such an extent that the buzz around was, hey, if you have something and you talk to one of them, don't waste your time talking to somebody else because you'll get the same response. Because they're very, very clear. So a lot of people asked us, do you all ever fight? I said, come to our Thursday meetings and see what happens. But we were very clear in our minds that what we are discussing in that conference room is for the best of the company and nothing personal. So once we decide and step out, we are back to our normal self. It helped. That's how, unfortunately, people couldn't build politics because we were all, you know, so I think that was a big benefit. Right, I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that example actually. If someone is not changing their screen, <laughs> they are stress free and all. Yeah, yeah. fabulous. And, and also having that mutual trust among the core team members so that their decisions are never questioned, right? And the motives, yeah, something very. I give you a lot of examples. <laughs> I don't know whether we have the time. No, we can something definitely. On, yeah. Something on integrity. Yeah. You know, there was a stage one day I realized that there could be a possibility that we overpaid ourselves, the five of us. Mm -hmm. And I said, we need to really check this out. Did we ever get overpaid? And I then talked to the team. I said, guys, if by chance the thing that I'm looking into shows that we overpaid ourselves, we've gone to tomorrow morning, quit, resign, taking responsibility for this. So the, through the night, one worked to check the payments, the compensation, and we found it was all in order. So 
but we had decided that you know, and there were no questions asked because at the end of the day, and the other thing that we did again to demonstrate every benefit that we came up with for our members, we excluded ourselves. Like I'll give you a simple example: we introduced the holiday allowance, which CDK that wasn't allowed for us. Mm-hmm. We were not entitled because we didn't want anyone to feel. Or they're introducing benefits because they will benefit from. So you really lead by example to show that you're really thinking of the organization, every member, rather than yourself. So Shakti, we talked about the values and behaviors with yes. those great examples yes, that you sir. picked yeah. from real time. So for a professional to have bright career, yeah. what are the things that he or she should be doing along with having these values and behaviors? I think the most important thing is belief in himself. Never let your confidence down. And I can tell you, I have seen when some of my colleagues, members of the family, resigned. I used to have spent time talking to them and understand. And when I did hear some of them saying, "Oh, my confidence is shaken," blah blah blah, my piece of advice to them was, "Please do not leave with your confidence shaken because it's not going to help you. I have no issues of you leaving for other reasons, but don't leave with your confidence. Build your self confidence. I will help you." we will help you build your confidence because self confidence and self belief is very very important in life so always have self belief no matter what because if you don't have that self belief you will start to think negatively you will always start to blame yourself and that will start for you a downhill journey the second thing is be good in articulation your develop articulation skill i think one of the problems that we have is we have great ideas but you're not able to express them. and that is the problem for example to say yes we don't do or not our heads this way we do it this way so just you know and the other thing is we keep silent when somebody speaks or questions so you really don't know because you have that inner fear of not being able to communicate well you must be able to because you've got the potential you are able to you've got great thoughts i think every one of us have great thought great ideas but we lack the way to articulate and present so develop the skills it certainly helps otherwise your idea will always fall flat and somebody else will pick it up massage it a bit and present it as their idea and you will say oh shit i should have been this is my idea but you didn't the other thing again is constantly upgrade your skills never be at a junction you have to move keep constantly upgrading lot of changes especially in today's world there's such a rapid change that's happened not only on technology in every aspect even in the business environment things are changing so you have to constantly upgrade your skills never ever believe that i know everything no matter what position you hold what you do second i don't know how many but be a team player don't be an individual today as a team player you will succeed and a great example is our recent test at lot i think it was a team that won not an individual so you can see the difference when earlier you would see there are bowlers to wickets but our batsmen didn't really contribute and we lost but when every team member puts their little bit the success is different be a team player because people love team players and by being a team player you're demonstrating that we as together become a firm team a solid team and therefore the force to reckon and the final thing i would say eliminate from your vocabulary the word impossible in fact you can look at impossible as saying i'm possible to do it the moment you have these mindsets and you do this i'm sure your career will be bright and that's what i think will certainly help you in the long run five great points believe in yourself develop articulation skills constantly update your skills be a team player and eliminate the word impossible yeah absolutely now that you cleared the other side of it let me actually bring you to the opposite side 
yeah what are the things that every professional must not do for a bright career yeah i would say first and foremost like i mentioned earlier learn to self introspect and not blame others for things that didn't go your way because if you don't do that you'll never learn to develop yourself you'll always live in a false world saying i am the best i know everything and you will get into the habit of blaming everything to somebody else when things don't go right and that will happen even in your personal life when things don't go right you'll blame your spouse or you'll blame your parent somebody other you'll find to blame rather than blaming yourself so learn to introspect and you'll very often find that when you do that that there was something to learn from that issue second thing i would say don't let your decisions and actions be based on peer and social pressure very often we get swayed and we take a decision or action based on social pressure oh, what will that person think or who oh, that you know a lot of people have this of trying to exaggerate their positions their achievements and you feel pressurized where actually the reality may be different i don't want to get into examples here because i would hurt some people so but i would tell you my experience has shown and i'm sure we all aware of that people who exaggerate of what they've achieved or what they are capable of are really, really a bit of a hollow inside so don't go on face value do your own little research you've got the mind you've got the ability to take a decision you know and i give a little example not that uh, if you look at in our state the big thing was my kids must go to the us right because my neighbors kids have gone so in my social group my kitty group i feel a little low so you pressurize your kids over you every parent every person irrespective of whether that things are much better in our country too but there is that that social pressure and i give you an incident we used to send people for assignments abroad so we had somebody to go to uk for an assignment and that person was saying yeah sir fine i'll i am willing to go but can i first go and get my us visa stamp i was a little surprised i said why you have to go to uk why are you looking at us visa no because that visa stamp will enhance my dowry i said oh my god come on you you an educated person think like this no it's my parents who have told me this so this is what really i think is a problem you shouldn't ever do that you got your mind yeah when you listen to others and act on that it shows that you don't have a mind of yourself. second thing avoid shortcut journeys a lot of people think that i should you know straight away be a leader if you use the elevator to go to the top floor how would you know what the other floors are but if you go through every floor when you get to the top you know what each floor is and that helps you in the long run you want to because you say oh and that is a problem that we have every 2 years i need a promotion fine you need 2 years every promotion but have you looked at the pyramid is your journey a professional journey only 10 years assuming there are only 5 levels that's not true and as you grow up the ladder the expectations go much larger if you really don't haven't got your hands really dirty a team player comes and asks you for a solution you don't have a solution because you haven't spent enough time all you are interested in how quickly can i climb the ladder so don't take any shortcut journeys your professional journey is a long journey be stable be because that's going to add value to yourself and you'll be able to add value to others so that's what i would think people shouldn't do <laughs> these are kind of uh, goosebump moments for me <laughs> just to summarize uh, the top 3 things right don't think that you know it all the second one don't be swayed away with the peer pressure right and third one yeah. don't look at the shortcuts yeah. some amazing conversation so far so shakti this has been fantastic conversation and with your permission i would like to add spice to this episode by asking a few interesting rapid fire questions maybe you can answer them very briefly one or two words 
a little more if you are okay you know i love to talk because <laughs> leaders love to talk when they get an opportunity so, and you would have observed it already no none of your answers have been short they've been long winded because that's where it is so no we are absolutely fine we are absolutely i hope those questions are not very embarrassing <laughs> not really see the guiding voice assures that all the questions will be in the interest of audience as well as just to see the other side of uh, our guest assure assurances from my end so let me okay. fire up the very first bullet shakti what is the most adventurous thing that you have done so far i think the most adventurous thing that i did was lifting a woman colleague off the platform onto a running suburban train because she was the only one left behind and all of us had gone on to the train very risky you know how suburban trains take off but at that spur of the moment i just put my arms around her and lifted her off the platform into the compartment later on i was saying oh my god if one second difference and it have been a tragedy so that to me was really and i was a leader doing that it was my team outing and i, I was a leader doing that so it was really very scary that is very stunning and scary sounds uh, very scary as well okay yeah here comes my next one shakti what is your favorite failure <laughs> i think my favorite failure was that i was not able to recognize that a competitor had actually implanted his team member into our sales admin team you know it took <laughs> me some time to realize that because we had released an ad uh, for the products and there were inquiries coming and noting down and you know, on the phone and things like that and uh, we were obviously since we were flooded we were looking for people and this person joined the team and he joined the sales admin team and uh, soon realized that whenever my team member went to the prospect the computer's team member was also there uh-huh. then we tried to say how can this happen one or two it could be but every place he would land up earlier than my team member and then we created a decoy and figured out this is what was happening so that was you know couldn't spot that it took some time to spot so and that i think i'd call it a failure on my yeah i think you touched upon this integrity part right uh, when it comes to competition as well we should have that integrity <laughs> yeah yeah here comes my next one out of the rapid fire shakti yeah. what could you talk for 30 minutes about without no preparation at all i could talk on two things mm-hmm. one on giving back to society and the second which i'm very passionate about women empowerment awesome yeah, fantastic really, yeah <laughs> that's what i would i could talk yeah here comes a bomb what is the hidden talent that no one knows about you shakti <laughs> i think in a way i demonstrated a little bit especially uh, the way i presented or things if you heard about my the uh rewards things but something which people didn't realize that i could write humorous skits yeah because to me i think humor helps yeah. in a lot of ways so i could write humorous skits i did write a few of them but people are not aware just good old young when we were young did something of that sort <laughs> fabulous fabulous yeah here comes my next one what has been a question on your mind which never got answered so far something which i heard though we never practiced within the within the organizations that we were part of mm-hmm. i very often hear about this pay disparity with respect to gender which i cannot understand and i fail to really find an answer why there should be a gender pay diversity disparity with everybody if you are saying everybody is equal and each one contributes and each one is doing the same work why should there be a gender disparity hopefully in all the organizations that we been part of all of us we never saw that but i do hear a lot of it that there is that so i can't find the answer for that yeah why yeah 
so that's what i would say yeah i think i came across an article recently and uh, the parity is about 15 to 20% and at least people started realizing it and i hope uh, there are certain brighter days where there is no difference in the pay based on the gender and all yeah, so, so hoping for that <laughs> yeah is the gender disparity also responsible that the number of women leaders at senior levels start to decrease yeah. is that so which i don't think it is is probably the environment yeah is the other pressures that really make that you know so i really don't yeah sure so great uh, conversation so far last one for the rapid fire what is one message that you would give to younger shakti two messages yeah enjoy whatever you do be happy and spread happiness second never forget the contributions that your parents did for you to bring you at the stage that you are today remember you'll never be able to pay the principal back but at least try and pay the interest so no matter how far you go in life never ever forget the tower these are two things that i would certainly <laughs> say again i'm um, sorry that every time you ask for one or one i gave you two or three <laughs> no that so is our just... bonus actually like in fact um, we we are uh, privileged in fact we are privileged and truly enjoying this conversation what is more than hearing something from you directly shakti it's a thank privilege you. Thank and uh, thank, thank you. you so much for being so sport in the rapid fire round so with yeah. that uh, i'll hand over the session back to mainstream over to sudhakar yes yeah, sudhakar oh you got more questions sudhakar <laughs> so shakti this has been an amazing conversation so far one thank final you. question for this session what is your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers like you stay focused develop a positive attitude pursue your dreams but remember life is never easy problems will come your way difficulties may cross your path trials may challenge you but the key is always to believe in yourself that's my message to those who aspire i'm sure they'll achieve a lot more than what i have achieved because today minds are much brighter than what you are shakti thank you so much for joining us today typically i would conclude with one remark but there are so many things that you talked about i don't want to take anything away from that list but uh, one thing that i want to conclude with is that pursue your dreams with that great note thank you so much for joining us today it's our honor and privilege to host you and talk to you about this 40 years of professional journey we really appreciate your time to spend with us and i'm sure our audience is going to love every bit of this conversation thank you so much thank you sudhakar thank you navi it's been a pleasure chatting with you uh, i hope i have been able to contribute and hopefully contribute to your listeners and be able to impart a bit of my journey onto them absolutely and it was a pleasure hosting you shakti thank you so much thank again pleasure. stay safe stay healthy all right so it brings us to the trivia segment of today's episode and folks today's trivia is about google and here comes my question who was the first person to invest in google i know you may be thinking about larry page and sergey brin but in addition to there is there is one more guy he is andy big tall shams who has cut a check of $100,000 to both the founders Larry Page and Sergey Brin. Interesting, isn't it? Thank you for listening. There is more in store, folks. Stay tuned. Take care. Be safe. Until next time. Bye-bye. And we are signing off for today. See you all in the next episode with another wonderful guest. <laughs>